Hi, it's Pete Norstead here and welcome to another edition of the Trade on Sports and Focused on Football Betting Podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Well, I was okay, Peter, until you rescheduled this podcast to about 5am on a Friday morning. <laughs> it's pitch black, it's cold. Crikey, man, I've not even had my morning coffee. No, I mean, uh, uh, but um, just getting on to last week, we didn't do too badly last week. A nice oh, couple landed, wasn't it? Oh, nice selection of winners there for your folks. I know Jamie Vardy left it a little bit late and that corner flag paid the ultimate price. But yeah, nice to go 100%, Peter. Yeah, yeah, it, makes a, it has made a change. Because we, well, I've I, I, I had a, a fairly poor season so far, to be quite honest. But uh... Well, as we know, it's been a difficult one to assess. And I know you're very stats-driven and trend-driven and, you know... It's one of those strange seasons where, you know, everything that we expect to happen isn't always happening, mate. Yeah, I think there's some interesting games this week. Uh, we'll get on to those. And it, it's, well, I, I think there's a little bit of value around. But we shall yeah, see. Yeah, I, I certainly do. I'm just just coming back to what we were talking just before the podcast, have you managed to get all that hand sanitizer off your hands after you actually went to a game in <laughs> yeah, midweek, yeah. Peter? Do you want to tell the listeners what it was like? Well, it was it was sort of like a military sort of operation, really. It was really when you go in, you're sprayed with bloody hand sanitizer. You know, was that just you, or was that everybody that were doing it? So? <laughs> God, it's believe everybody. So you got to you got to obviously go a little bit earlier, you know, and then. Uh, just as you're leaving the ground, there's a tannoy comes around. Uh, blocks A, B can deploy now, you know, and it's oh, and obviously, time, it wasn't too bad. You're wearing a mask the whole for two hours on. It's not the it's not brilliant, it, it, it's not a barrel of laughs, but it, it, I enjoyed the game. It was okay, it was good to see a few people, and yeah, that, that's yeah. that's what it's, but it's not. It's not the the usual match day experience. It's not football as we know it, as no. they used to say in Star Trek or whatever. Yeah, I think that's going to come back, isn't it? Hopefully next season. Yeah, we're on the we're on the road. We're yeah. on the road. Right. So let's start. Anyway, this uh, weekend tonight's match: Leeds versus West Ham. Uh, Leeds home record one one drawn two lost two coming off a three one defeat away at Chelsea. West Ham away at promoted, 1-4, drawn one, lost five, coming off a 3-1 defeat at home to Man United. Leeds, they've just won one of their last five, well, one of their five home matches this season. West Ham, very mixed away form recently. They've won three, drawn three, lost three in their last nine games. Uh, I don't see any value in the line and and I'd be surprised if I could find a winner out of this. I think Leeds have been slightly disappointing given their starts. Yeah, talking of Leeds being disappointing, Pete, I'm actually disappointed that they conceded that late goal last week at Stamford Bridge to lose the game by two goals because this match line opened Leeds minus a half. And at that level, given the way West Ham have played this season, I was really quite keen to take the hammers on. But So I take, take the hammers in this spot and uh, oppose Leeds. But I think... Uh, that second, that third goal for Chelsea, making it a two-goal margin, has just tipped it over the edge because this line has trended down now to Leeds just minus a quarter. West Ham have gone 14-6-11 and 11 against newly promoted sides over the last few seasons. And on the road, they're 6-2-7 and seven in this spot. So it kind of suggests an almost all-or-nothing approach in those, these types of games. So, if I was going to make a bet, Pete, here, it would probably be just West Ham on the outright. Disappointed that that line's changed to 
minus a quarter because I would have been really keen on West Ham plus a half. Uh, Wolves versus uh, Villa next. Uh, Wolves has won the only meeting of the two sides in the last five seasons. At home to mid-table sides, Wolves record's fairly mixed. 1-4, drawn three, lost three. Could have a, a, a poor 4-0 defeat away at Liverpool last week. Villa away at mid-table. 1-2, drawn four, lost four. Come for 2-1 defeat at home to Brighton. Obviously, Villa didn't play last week because they were due to meet Newcastle. Wolves, they won two of their last five at home, so not great home form. Villa lost four of the last five Premier League matches. I think there's some excellent value here with the home side. I know they've disappointed on times. Villa have had a better season, but but this has got to be good value here, Wolves minus a quarter, and, and that's going to be one of my bets. I'd agree, Pete, in terms of them not being the worst bet in this spot. I can't do it currently, and I'm going to outline the reasons why. I mean, we have this perception that Wolves are untrustworthy on home soil, and in some ways that's correct. But I think we've been burned in certain spots where they've been favoured by over half a goal. I remember, I think you had, did you have them against Fulham? Or yes, Fulham, yes, yes, yes. I think you got a push. Yeah. But when you're looking at teams at minus a quarter, it's a completely different approach. And so we have this perception that they're poor at home. But since they came into the Premier League, they've won 20 of their 43 home games. They've drawn 13 and lost 10. So, yes, on a minus three quarters of a goal line, they're not a great option. But when you can take the minus a quarter, I think they are a good option. My two concerns are they're coming off the back of that heavy defeat at Liverpool and they're going to sort of struggle. They seem to be struggling anyway to adapt to life with Raul Jimenez on the sidelines. And for a team that doesn't score many goals like Wolves do, the loss of their key centre forward to me just stops me from backing them here, Pete. But I'm not going to say to anybody that the side is Aston Villa plus a quarter because clearly to me, it's definitely Wolves or pass. Uh, Newcastle, West Brom uh, next uh, in recent seasons. West Brom won one, Newcastle won one. At home to promoted sides, Newcastle's record 1-4, drawn four, lost two. They're kind of a 2-0 defeat, a 2-0 victory away at Palace. West Brom, uh, their away form, uh, recent away form, including the last time they are in the Premiership, 1-2, drawn one, lost seven. Got up a 5-1 defeat at home to Palace. Newcastle lost five of their last seven home matches. So poor home form from Newcastle. West Brom, one point from last five away. Ratings are suggesting good value Newcastle. I'm not going to go this one, though. It, it's, I just don't know. I, I, there's, something I, there's something I'm not sure about here. Well, the training ground's been closed for nine days. They got back to full training on Wednesday, I believe, uh, following that COVID outbreak. And, I think there's two ways you can look at this. You can either look at the disruption that Newcastle have had to their training patterns and, you know, players maybe training on Zoom or however they've been doing it. And, you know, arguably, if you're asked to train at home, you're probably not going to put as much effort in as you can. Or, you know, while teachers not looking, the, the children don't behave as well. Um, or you can look at it that in a very hectic schedule, these Newcastle players have had a nine-day mini-break, and they'll come back refreshed for a, a game against an opponent that, let's be honest, in West Brom, they're there for the taking. The problem I have when assessing this game is I don't know the mindset of the Newcastle players. Are they going to have sacked it off and come back a little bit sluggish and lethargic because they've not really been doing much? 
no motivation? Or are they going to come back really refreshed and ready to play? I don't know. So in, in view of all that, there's no way I can make a bet in this game, mate. Manchester Derby next. Uh, United have won one. There's been one draw. City have won three. At home to top six sides, United's record reads one four, drawn four, lost two. Cut off a, a good 3-1 victory away at West Ham. City away at top six, 1-5, drawn one, lost four, coming off a 2-0 victory at, at home to Fulham. Man United have only just won one of seven home games. It's, it's their away form that's that's keeping them going, really. City won one of just last four away as well. So City, they've been in poor uh, sort of away form. No value in the line, I, I, I see here, plus three quarters of a goal. If I had to lean to anybody, it would have to be to the home side, but... I don't know. It's a strange, strange one. This I, I think United could could be a, a bit higher than they are if if they could get their home form together. But you know they're just not, are they? Well, they've won three of the last four total meetings of the sides last season, and somehow it would appear that Solskjaer, for all his sort of faults, seems to have a way of preparing his team for these sorts of games, and it's <clears throat> very interesting, Pete, that you reference Man United's poor home form. But but we've seen over the last few United that adopt the, the tactics and the presence of the away side because City dominate the ball, Manchester United hit them on the break. And we've seen in recent weeks and months United's form on the road when they can do that, when they can soak up the pressure of the home team and hit teams on the break. So although United are at home, even with just, I'm not sure if there's going to be fans in the ground. I don't think that um, off the top of my head. But even even fans in there, United aren't going to pour forward. So uh, the money has come in for the under on this goal line. It opened at three. That's telling to me because I think it's mainly based on historical stats where we, we've expected a flood of goals when these two teams have met. We haven't seen them. But when I look at both of these sides now, especially with Bruno Fernandes and Rashford in the form he is in at the moment, these two teams look kind of different to how they've looked over the last few seasons. So now this goal line's trended down to two and three quarters. I sense there might just be a little bit of value on the overs, Pete. But I, I don't think if you're looking to back Man United, you should be worried about the home form here. Because I do think they will play like the away side. Right, next up, Everton-Chelsea. Uh, interesting, interesting, really, here. Um, Everton, they've won three of the last five. Um, there's been one draw. Chelsea have won one. A home to top six. Everton's record's really good. One five, drawn four, lost one. Uh, cut off a one-old draw away at Burnley. Chelsea away at mid-table sides. One six, drawn two, lost two. Cut off a 3-1 victory at home to Leeds. Everton just one point from their last three home matches. Chelsea, they've won four of the last five Premier League matches. So Chelsea in some good form. But this line's moved from plus a half to plus three quarters. And I think there's some reasonable value, Everton. I'm not going to play this purely and simply because of Chelsea's good form. But if you look at it in the cold light of day, I think Everton look a reasonable bet plus three quarters of a goal here. I'm all over them, Pete. I, re I really like Everton in this spot. Um, they won this game 3-1 last season. They've avoided defeat in the last three meetings of the teams. So, in terms of where this line's trended from, from the opening position of minus half to minus three quarters in Chelsea's favour, I'm suggesting it's 
mainly based on Chelsea's win against Leeds last weekend, which was an expected win. It's a 3-1 win of, win, of which one of the goals has scored deep in stoppage time. And this is another game where we know we're going to be seeing fans. And it's going to be the first time this season at Goodison Park there's been fans. And we know historically what a home advantage they have. And I know it's a very small sample size, but we spoke last week about how fans were going to impact games. So last week, there were four games in the Premier League where there were fans in the ground. Three of them won the fixture. And the other side in the game, West Ham, had ample opportunities to put the game against Manchester United to bed in the first half. They just didn't grasp the opportunity. I'm more than happy to take Everton here, receiving over half a goal at Goodison Park. Chelsea have been involved in midweek Champions League action. That's another disruption to their preparations for this game, Pete. And it's my bet of the week, Everton plus three quarters. Southampton, Sheffield United next. Uh, Southampton won the fixture 3-1 last season. At home to bottom six sides, uh, Southampton, not great. 1-5, drawn two, lost three, cup 2-1 uh, victory away at Brighton. Sheffield United away at top half size, poor. 1-0, drawn three, lost seven, come off a 2-1 defeat uh, at home to Leicester. Southampton won three of the last four home matches. Sheffield United lost seven away. I just don't see that value in the line at minus three quarters. I think Southampton will probably win, though. At that minus three quarter level, back in Southampton at home over the last few seasons as well, and truly been the road to the poor house, folks. I mean, last season, for all, you know, we said this going into the game last week when Leicester had completed a double against Sheffield United last season. Sheffield United had an amazing season last year. But Leicester did the double over them. They meet another opponent here who earned a league double over them. I mean, it was 3-1 on this ground. And do we look at Southampton's goal record and suggest they should be backed here minus three quarters because as they've netted 21 times in 11 games? Or does the fact that they've conceded 17 goals suggest that even the misfiring Chris Wilder side can find the back of the net? I don't really want to touch this game, Pete, to be honest. I mean, one final stat that may sway you is that going into this season, Southampton have gone 5-8-3 and three on home soil over the last few seasons against teams who finish in the bottom six. That, to me, suggests that, you know, when teams come, defend deep, Southampton aren't able to hit them on the break a little bit more than the better sides do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass. But I do think, Pete, that that minute, that last-minute goal for Jamie Vardy last week, I think that almost condemns Sheffield United. I know we're very early in the season, but it was kind. Of, it felt like a really important moment yeah. in the season yeah. to me. I, I think they're down. I know they're only six points adrift of Fulham, but it, I just don't see where the next point's going to come from. Crystal Palace v Spurs next. Um, this, this, I think the head-to-head summed this up really. Uh, Palace have won nought as we one draw, Spurs have won four. And also against top six sides, Palace's record, one nought, draw nought, lost ten. Coming off a 5-1 victory though away at uh, West Brom. Spurs away at mid-table sides, one five, drawn two, lost three, come for two nil victory at home to Arsenal. Palace, uh, mixed home form, um, one two, drawn one, lost uh, two at, since the start of the season. Spurs won four of their last five away. My races are suggesting some slight values, Palace, but the, you know that Spurs are going to win this by one goal. Yeah, 
Probably 1-0. Yeah. I mean, um, since the start of the 2015-16 season, no one both teams to score has gone 10-2 and two when these sides meet. You know the modus operandi of how Jose Mourinho wants to win games, especially away from home, these tight games. They'll want to keep it tight, win 1-2-0. or two nil. I lean to the under two and a half goals here. But my concern is, Pete, if, say, Tottenham are one or maybe two nil ahead, Kane and Son are in such great form at the moment. And with Gareth Bale ready to come on at any moment, just to add a little bit of freshness, could you see maybe a, a late third goal from Spurs? I was very impressed with them last week at home to Arsenal. Uh, we'll come on to Arsenal, obviously, in time. But Tottenham just look really solid, Pete, to me. Yeah. And in a strange old season, I think they're going to be in it all the way till the end of the campaign. Yes, I do as well. I think it's much depends on on... on... On obviously the fitness of Liverpool's players and and whatever, I think Spurs are a real live wire here. Definitely, yes, definitely. Yeah, fully agree, mate. Fulham, Liverpool next. Uh, uh, Liverpool won this uh, fixture two one the last time they met in the Premier League. At home to top six sides, Fulham's record reads one three draw naught lost seven coming off a two nil defeat away at Man City. Liverpool away at promoted sides one eight draw one lost one coming off. A 4 0 victory at home to Wolves. Fulham 1 0 4 at home this season. Uh, Liverpool, uh, their last away, they've drawn their last three away matches. So this is, this is what I was saying. You know, Liverpool haven't been on great form, and this is where Spurs could take advantage. I think there's some value in Liverpool, even if it's minus one and a half goal, but I'm not going to take that. Well, they have been very strong under Klopp against newly promoted sides. An overall record of 25-1-3. and 11-1-3 on the road in this spot. But interestingly, only five of those victories have come by two or more goals. I do think, though, some of that, the fact that they've been winning these narrow games in these spots, is the fact that they've had Virgil van Dijk in a very strong defence. So when they have gone a goal to the good, they've been really trust, trusting of their back line. Not convinced they're going to be like that this season. I think at times Liverpool, yes, they'll be winning in a game, they'll be cruising, but in the back of their mind, they'll have that doubt that they can keep a clean sheet. Interestingly, this goal line is three and a quarter. In this spot, under three and a half goals, he's 13 and two in the, in the 15 away games against newly promoted sides. So historically, we've seen low scoring games. The fact that you know, we have still have issues about Liverpool's defence, even though they kept that clean sheet against Wolves, just stops me from backing the under three and a quarter goals. But I don't see Liverpool letting anybody down this weekend on their Ackers, Pete. I think they're going to win this and more than likely win it comfortably. Right, Arsenal-Burnley next. I have to say that I have already had a bet in this game and it was Burnley plus one and a quarter. The line Oh, you pinky devil. The line is... Arsenal minus one at the moment. Uh, Head-to-heads, old Arsenal. 1-4, draw naught, lost naught. Uh, at home to bottom six sides again, Arsenal's record's good. 1-7, drawn two, lost one. Come for 2-0 defeat away at Spurs. They had the ball quite a bit, though, but did nothing with it. Burnley away at bottom half sides. 1-5, drawn three, lost two. Come for one old draw at home to uh, Everton. Arsenal lost uh, their last three home matches, which is very strange for Arsenal. They, 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 although they've had their sort of you know problems, it's usually away from home. Home, they're usually quite good. Burnley drawn two of the last three away. The value is with Burnley here, even at minus, even at plus one goal. I think the value is still with Burnley. It's still worth a bet there. 
I mean, from a statistics perspective, game that um, perspective, that game last week against Spurs is really interesting. It's why you shouldn't really always read too much into statistics because Arsenal had 70% of the ball last week at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They had doubled the number of shots than Spurs did. But at no point in that game did I think Arsenal would either score or go on to win the game because they never even got close to troubling Hugo Lloris. I mean, they've earned 13 points from their opening 11 league games this season. And just those bare stats on their own, you know, looking up back in a team, minus one, that are only averaging just over a point a game. I mean, they have been dominant when they've played Burnley. They've won all six meetings of the sides at this ground. They've outscored them 17-4. to four. We do know it's a slightly different Arsenal side than we've seen in, in years gone by. I mean, hands up if you fancy holding an Arsenal minus one ticket. Not me. I don't think you'll get many takes. Because I do think Arsenal will win the game. But in terms of the handicap line, I think the value is just with Burnley, Pete. The, it's a good... Arsenal are lucky, really, that there's, there's, there's three poorer sides in the league, aren't they? Well, I don't really see what Arteta's trying to do. I mean, we knew full well going into last weekend what Tottenham's tactics would be and he played completely into their hands. I, I think he's struggling and I know Arsenal don't like to make changes early but unless there's something going on behind the scenes in terms of what the board has seen him doing on the training ground or behind the scenes... I don't know where they're going, Pete, to be honest. Cause, and as I've said to you before, they've become boring to watch, haven't they, as well? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's interesting, actually. When you look at the league table now, um, it's starting to take a bit of shape now, isn't it? A few couple of weeks ago, it wasn't. Now it certainly yeah. is. And it's the usual people, barring Southampton, maybe, uh, the, 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 that are up there. Um, you know, and obviously you've got the... You, you, you're the teams you probably expect to be at the bottom, at the bottom, but Arsenal are only just above those. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, and as, we, it, as we've said before, this year should, on paper, be because of the fixture congestion, one of the most evenly contested seasons of all time. Yet Arsenal are finding themselves languishing down in fifteenth spot. They've lost six of their eleven games. It's just not good enough for a club of Arsenal stature, to be honest, Pete. No, it's they. It, it's yeah, I don't know what's gone wrong there. I don't. I don't know. Don't don't. Know. And some of the players don't look like they want to be there. No, I mean Aubameyang. He's he's looks lost. I mean, and again, I come back to this. Arsenal fans will accept losing games if they are playing in a certain way and are pleasing on the eye. They've scored ten goals in eleven games, Pete. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Yeah, it's, it's not. Great. I mean, you know, you look at some of the sides that you know Newcastle have scored twelve goals in ten games. Yes. Yeah. Not good enough. Leicester, Brighton to finish the, the, the week off. Uh, Leicester 1-2, there's been one draw. A home to bottom six size, uh, Leicester's record re- reads 1-6, drawn two, lost two. Come for 2-1 victory away at Sheffield United. Brighton away at top six sides, 1-2, drawn four, lost four. Come for 2-1 defeats at home to Southampton. Leicester, they lost three of their last four home matches. Brighton won just one of their last nine Premier League matches. I think the value is certainly with Leicester. It's gone from minus three quarters to minus a half. If they hadn't have lost three of their last four homes, this would be one of my bets. 
<laughs> yeah, that's basically what I've written as well. And if I've been, if I've backed them in two of those four, yeah, things, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would certainly be yeah, all over Leicester. Yeah. I mean, they've undefeated in the six meetings of the side since Brighton returned to the Premier League. Brighton have only managed to score in two of those games. Now, I'll caveat that with the fact that I think Brighton have only failed to score in one of their Premier League games this season. I think this is going to be an exciting game. I'm really surprised that the line's come down to minus a half, but a lot of people have been burned on Leicester at home this season. So, in a way, um, I'm not surprised. I think we might look back at this game in maybe four or five months' time and say it was possibly the better the season. Leicester minus a half in this spot. Um, but sadly, because they've cost me lately at the King Power, I'm going to keep away, mate. Right, we'll uh, wrap this up then. Now, I'm going to go Wolves minus a quarter of a, a, a goal at home to Aston Villa and uh, Burnley uh, minus one, sorry, plus one away at Arsenal. I'm just going to take Everton plus three quarters of a goal at home to fun time Frankie Lampard's Chelsea. So, right, well, we will be back Monday night, Tuesday morning for the midweek selection. So, oh no, we've not, we're not doing overtime. Are we, yeah, 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 it looks like it. So, uh, right, we double time, Pete, yeah, double time. We shall speak to you early next week. Good luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.